Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome uh, to Church in the Valley. We're really glad that you're here uh, to worship with us this morning. My name is Alex Barrett, and I'm the campus pastor here. And if I've never met you, uh, after the service, I usually hang up here at the front. And so I'd love for you to come and and introduce yourself uh, to me. We're really glad that all of you are here uh, to worship with us this morning. We're starting a new series today uh, called Teaming Together. And the, the song that we just sang is a picture of what God wants to do on this earth. He wants to bring hope and and grace. He wants his mercy to rise. And what happens is he actually does that through a group of people. He does that through his church, those people that decide uh, to follow him. And so in this series, we're looking at what does it mean to team together uh, as individuals that come into a church, a, a local community. And then beyond that, what does it mean for us to be a church that teams together with other churches and Church in the Valley, we're we're not about just our own organization. We're not just about building our own empire. We actually are here to advance God's kingdom, his mission, and for him to lead us forward in that. But for us to do that, we can't do that by ourselves. We can't do it as individuals. We can't even do that as just one church. And so the goal of this series is to give you kind of a bigger snapshot into what we're about here at Church in the Valley, who we partner with, and really the way that we go about the specifics of fulfilling the mission that God's given us. And this series is going to be actually a little bit different than uh, other series that we do. You're going to have a chance to hear from different pastors within a network of churches that we are in. And instead of talking about teaming together, we actually want you to hear from the different churches that we team with. And the idea is, is really to expand our view of kind of what we're a part of, what we're building towards and the movement that, that God is, is leading us to, to do in, in this world, in the communities that we live, you know, and beyond. And so I'm glad, glad you're here today. I'm going to give kind of an overview of the series. And then over the next three weeks, you're going to be hearing from different pastors and we're going to be rotating to each other's churches. And so we're going to get to talk to the different congregations within the network. But before we do that, we actually want to kind of describe at each of our churches what the network that we're a part of and what, what God wants us to do as a local, local church. And so anything worthwhile in life, anything important, uh, takes a team effort. If you try to raise kids, uh, you do that within the team of, of, of a family. And if it's an immediate family, you need help beyond that. You need an extended family. And even as your extended family, you realize, like, I need help beyond that. I need things like the church and a community that can come in and help me with things that I can't do by myself. At work, for you to succeed, for you to do great things at work, you can't do that by yourself. As you get in charge of a project, you realize that you have to work with people. You have to work through people. And it takes a team effort in different roles to accomplish something for your work. And the same is true if you want to have an eternal impact. You actually have to be a part of a team. And you can't do that as an individual. Uh, God made us and he didn't just make us to consume resources and pass time. If I were to ask each of you kind of what, what your life is about, there's a party that, that wants to say, well, I, I'm here to, to, to make a difference. We, we want to make a difference, but so easily in our kind of individualism and in our independence, we can just kind of live life passing time consuming resources. God has given us something so much more bigger than that to accomplish. And so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, in this series. Anything worthwhile comes really through a a team effort. 
And for us as a church, that's made up of a group of people coming together with a shared vision, a shared mission, wanting to advance what God wants to build here in the San Gabriel Valley, here in Southern California, here in North America and beyond. I don't know about you. I can think very small in my thinking, in my vision of my life. But God, he, he's thinking global. He's thinking generations. He's thinking beyond this lifetime. And so we have a chance as a church to be a part of something far bigger than our individual lives and even far bigger than our individual church. And that's what this series is all about. I want to show you a picture of the different men that you're going to be hearing from over the next few weeks. This is at Orange Crest Community Church, and we met in April to plan this series. And we wanted to talk about this idea of teaming and how we do that as a network of churches. And up here on the, the, the far left with the black shirt, that's Bevan Unruh. Uh, in the middle with the white, uh, that's Randy Lanthrop. And then, then on the far, uh, the far right, that's Josh De La Rosa. Over the next three weeks, you're going to be hearing uh, from those men. And for me, in my own life, my choice to team with a group of people has had a profound impact. Many times we, we know that we can't live life alone. And we know that we can't do the things that we need to do by ourselves. But for me, I've lived a life realizing that I would not be the man that I am today had it not been for actually men in this picture. Uh, specifically, Randy Lanthrop, uh, most of you know him. He's in the middle. He's the senior pastor of Church in the Valley in, in Diamond Bar. He started the church 30 years ago. And he made a choice to invest in my life. And because of that investment, I am a different man. I'm here today because of really the help that he's provided and how God has used him. Uh, Josh Del Rosa on the right, he, he's a guy that has gone before me and, and really set the pace at ministry. And I've hit many different spots in my life where I'm not sure of the way forward. I'm not sure how God's going to come through. And God's used Josh to encourage me, to challenge me, to keep pressing on. So my own life, this team of men that you're going to get to hear from in this series has had a profound impact on me and, and actually many people in this room. And what you find is that that is how God works as we commit to getting past our individual perception of life. When God makes us realize that we need other people and we need to actually commit to other people, our life has a profound multiplied impact than just our own individual life and ambition. No matter how grandiose those are, we need other people. And so you're going to be hearing from, from these men in this series, and I want to share just kind of a preview of where we're going to be heading uh, the next few weeks. And so here's a series preview of teaming together. And next week, Bevan Unruh is going to be speaking here. Bevan is the pastor of Seabreeze Church in Huntington Beach, and uh, he is a gifted communicator. Uh, he's a leader. He has a way of taking scripture and really making it come alive. And so you get to hear from him next week. I know you guys are going to be encouraged by him. He's going to be talking about uh, teaming for growth, how God brings growth as we team together. Uh, the following week, uh, Pastor Joshua Rosa from Orange Crest Community Church is going to be speaking on uh, the team parade and what it looks like as, as we team together and the specific things. Uh, Josh is a pastor who started Orange Crest Community Church back in 2007. And actually, Church in the Valley and Orange Crest Community Church are connected together. Uh, we helped launch him back then in 2007. And Josh has done a great job of growing that church and reaching the community. And so you'll get to hear from him on November 12th. On November 19th, you get to hear from the senior pastor, Randy Lanthrop. 
And he's going to be speaking on the team colors. And he's going to be talking about specific network that, that we are a part of. And what does that mean? What does that look like even for you being a part of, of Church in the Valley Alhambra? And then on the 26th, after Thanksgiving, I'm going to be back here closing out the service or the series, sorry, talking about the power of teaming. What happens when we team and how does God kind of compound the group effort to help us do things beyond just ourselves? And so I encourage you to, to come the next few weeks. Again, it's going to be a little bit different because you're going to be hearing from, from different people. And if this is your first time here and you've never even met me or been a part of what we're going to do, the next few weeks you're going to just see kind of a revolving door of speakers. That's not how we usually do it. But because we are a church that networks and we're a church that teams This is a part of our story. So if you are new, we hope that this will be an encouragement to you. And you get to see a little bit bigger of of what Church in the Valley is about. And if you've been here quite a while, even years, I think this will kind of connect some dots for you in in your own experience. So I encourage you to come back for the rest uh, of this series. And so this network that we're a part of uh, is actually called the 17-6 Network. And it's a a group of churches that, that team together. So there's two layers of teaming as an individual. When God saves you and you commit your life to follow him, you move from just that individual following him to, to following him, but you're doing that within the context of a local church. So that's the first layer, your role within a community of Christians. What does that look like? And the second layer is how as churches, we team with other churches. And so we do that within a network called the 176 network. The founder of our network is a man named Harold Bullock and Harold started a church back in Fort Worth, Texas in the seventies, really with the aim of training leaders to start churches and ministries that will really help people grow, that will help people come to Christ really with this idea of how do we change the places in which we live? How do we see God at work in our ministries, in our churches, in our lives? And so he had, he had a vision of, of doing that. Harold, we asked to, to share on video to give you a little bit of a context of this greater team that we're a part of. And so instead of me speaking for Harold, I thought I'd just have him share on video a little bit of kind of his vision for this network that we're a part of. So watch this video and then I'm going to connect some more dots for you. Let's watch it. When I was a young man in 1970, I landed at the University of Southern California to work on my Ph.D. in chemistry. Uh, my direction was to do the chemistry and make money. I began to learn how to walk with God while I was at USC. And as a result, toward the end of the year, the Lord told me I was going into the ministry, which I had not planned on. And it was very clear. So my direction shifted. I married a lady that I had met in California, and we began our home. And for several years, did student ministry with the Los Angeles Association of Churches, starting student ministries around the eastern L.A. region. Then the Lord directed to Fort Worth to finish up graduate school in theology. So my wife and I moved to Fort Worth, intending to get back to California. We finished up seminary, and then the direction came that we're to remain in Fort Worth. Though the call of the surf was strong. We began a church here. I had a lot of experience had gone behind the start, a lot of learning. 
And we began a church to intentionally try to reach the part of the county that did not go to church. And also to help people grow and really learn to value and love the things of the kingdom of God. Over time, we hope to produce men and women who would go out to plant churches other places. And a group grew up to team with us here in Fort Worth to make that happen. And over time, it really has happened. Uh, a large number of churches have been started. And as time has gone on, some of the men have pulled together, banded together as a team to make things happen. You know, the work of God takes teams. It takes two things, teams and time. It also takes money. But it takes a team. God raises up leaders who are unique. But around each one of them will gather a team. And those teams pull together, pull their resources, and because of the mutual strengths, they produce impact. So it's been fun to see the 17.6 network grow, uh, develop, and begin producing impact. Teams that last through time make wide impacts. Many times Americans think of the next few months or maybe the next year or two or maybe even three or four years. But in the kingdom of God, things last through generations. Teams that have long-term vision and are willing to put their shoulders together to push for the right things in the long term, they make lasting impacts. I would like to encourage you as you pull together team. Don't try to do it all as an individual team. It requires a group of people. This is what the body of Christ is about. Team. And then team through time. Work together. Things go slow in ministry. Things go slow in building. But what is built lasts. So I want to encourage you. I challenge you. Make your life count. Blend your lives together. Go shoulder to shoulder. Team together and make the things dear to the heart of God come alive around you. Team and team through time. The reason, the reason I wanted you to see that is, is we're, we're here at Church in the Valley, Alhambra, because of what, what Harold's vision was back in the 70s. And it's been extended through people that have teamed with him who've teamed and teamed and teamed. And what we've seen is, Harold wouldn't say it, Harold is a very humble man, but they've helped start over 80 churches from Hope Church. And, and we're a part of that story. And if you were to add the churches that have been launched out that have launched other churches, you know, it's, it's well over 100. And that's the kind of impact that you have to make. If you want to, to change the world, you have to be willing to continue to extend yourself. And you can only extend yourself as you team with other people. And so what Harold shares is, is comes from this vision that, that he has. And so we wanted to kind of talk about not just Harold's vision, but what, what's the vision of the 17.6 network? What, what is it that, that we're a part of that's just even bigger picture than maybe the, the week-to-week things that, you know, we, we talk about here at, at Church in the Valley? So here's the, the vision of the 17.6 network. It's to see life-changing churches multiplying throughout the cities of the world. The idea of life change is we don't just want to create churches for just Christians to attend. We want to create churches for people who actually may not even know who God is. We want to create churches for people who have turned away from God, who are far from God. 
partnered with people who know God so that this mix of people, people can see the difference that Jesus makes in a life. And to change lives, you actually need to do a church in a certain way to reach people and to continue to be reaching people and to continue to be reaching people. And so our vision is, is life change for people to get a taste of God's kingdom and realize that that is the best thing that they've ever experienced. And we want people to ask, how do I be a part of that? And we want to know how to help people do that, how to turn to the Lord, how to change their life. And so that's, that's our vision. Our mission to do that, it takes leaders to do that. So our, our mission is to equip and resource leaders to develop and multiply life-changing churches. So we need leaders that can continue to build these teams that Harold talked about. So our vision is we want people to experience life change. And the mission is that that's going to happen through ministries and churches that are expanding throughout the cities in which we live. I think I shared this with you a few months ago, but there is about 745,000 people within a three to five mile radius of right here. Can our church reach all those people? I'd like to say, sure, we will have 10 thousand services right and we'll just actually the numbers might be off on that but we'd have to have a lot of services in this this small room and so you 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 realize when you look at the amount of people that that need to know jesus you have to keep thinking bigger it's not just about our individual church we have to keep reaching more people and reaching more people and to do that you actually have to have a plan and we do that through the 17.6 network Uh, there's a the, the website that of of the network that you could see on here. And most of the time, if you want like to build a business, you can actually create a website and then it's like you're a business, right? I've created a business. Oh, really? What do you have? I have a website. This like makes you official, right? But what's interesting is the 17.6 network, you know, started years ago, really through men that teamed together. This was before websites even existed. Can you, do you, do you know that that was, there was a time when there weren't websites? I'm speaking to the younger people right here, right? Website doesn't, doesn't mean you're necessarily doing anything. It means that you, you have a good appearance, but the network has actually been really trying to help people come to know Christ for years. And if you see this, this bridge here and you have these piers on the bridge that are connected, that's really the picture of individual churches. But for a bridge to connect from one point to another, you've got to be positioned in a certain place and you hold that ground right there and the bridge can be built. And this is the story we're part of. Here in Alhambra, we're one of the piers that are holding up this bridge that are extending a person's life from one point to another. And that's really the mission that, that God has given us. And so what you find again and again as you dig into the scriptures, this, this idea of teaming is reinforced. God works through groups of people. Now, he speaks to specific people, and some people are leaders, and some people are followers. But it's always this movement of people that he's done throughout history to change the world. And, and we're, we're a part of that. It's so easy to just live in the here and now. And to be independent from everything that's, that's gone before us. But we stand on the shoulders of men and women from the beginning of Christianity that have teamed together to spread Jesus' hope throughout the world. And so our mission is, is to change the world. You don't change the world by force. 
You actually change the world by seeds of grace that are planted so people can get that taste of a different kingdom. They get a taste of a different kind of life. That happens through seeds of, of grace, not by force. So God has given us that role to team. And so Acts uh, 17.6 is really the, the, the reference of the 17.6 network. And that the verse says, these men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And this was actually kind of a, a derogatory comment to church, a uh, couple of church starters, Paul and Silas. And they had started churches in the beginning movement of, of Christianity. And there was this idea of these, these men that have been challenging the status quo. These men that have been challenging people to think beyond themselves, to turn to the living Jesus who was crucified, who was buried, but, but rose again. These men who have kind of challenged all of our religious ideals and they're just kind of turning this world upside down. And so it was meant as a, as a dig at them. But to those men, it's like that, that's right. That's what we want to do with the Lord's help. We want to turn the world upside down. And this was the verse that, that God gave to Harold years ago, just a picture of turning the world upside down. The reason is, is the world is headed in a direction away from God. All of us have, have sinned. We've gone our own way. We want to be independent. We don't naturally want to team with anybody. We definitely don't want to team with God. And we go off track. And as a world, we, we just keep doing that. We're going in a direction opposite to God and his ways. When you look at the values, they seem to make sense. But according to God's values, they're... They're opposite to what he values. We value power and success. He, he values humility. We value money and gaining more and more. And he, he values generosity and, and giving it away. And so to turn the, the world upside down means you actually turn it right side up in a way that represents what's dear to the heart of God. And he does that through a group of people. And so the overarching point is we were made to team together. That's what we were made for. Jesus, as he came to this earth to save people, for those that have gone astray, for those that have been independent from God, he came to save them. The way he did that was through a team of people. He had complete power. He could have just said change. And people said, okay, I'm changed. He could have just done that by himself. But instead he poured his life out. To his early followers and those followers poured their life out to followers who poured their life out. And you see the expansion of Christianity. And we're here today because of that. So Jesus, he teamed with with ordinary men. But we were made to team together because Jesus paved the way and God working through the Israelites. It was always with this group of people. And so we're part of this this legacy of how God works. He cares about, uh, about us as individuals. He's made us unique. He loves us for who we are. But at the same time. He is always thinking how we're connected to somebody else. And he multiplies his work through that. That's just the way he's designed it. And so you see that in his, his life, in Jesus, how he poured out to ordinary men. The first couple of people that, that he called to, to follow him, they were, they were fishermen. Not about you, but when I think of, of fishing, I, I think of, of pole fishing, Right? There's a picture here of, of pole fishing. Now, when I think of pole fishing, I, I actually would love to do that. I've never, my pole fishing is usually on a lake, but I'm always like, is there even fish in here? 
and you're, you know, you're just by yourself and, and it's so individual, right? You, if you've ever been fishing with a buddy, you actually want to get like enough distance away, right? Because you don't want your lines to get tangled and that's what you say. But the other part is you don't want them to steal the big fish that you're going to get, you know? So when we hear fishing, God's calling these fishing. What, what he told them is come follow me. Jesus said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. So for us in this context, we're thinking fishers like, okay, we're just going to hook people. And you can't take this metaphor too far, but he, the, the picture is not this individual pole fishing. When he's saying fishers of men, he's talking about a group of people with, with a net. It's more like this. Now, how many hooks would you need to catch this many fish? For some of you like math types, you're actually calculating based on what you can see, how deep that net. The answer is a lot. You would need a lot of hooks to catch this many fish. And what Jesus is saying is, come follow me. I will make you fishers of men. I will allow you to partner with a group of people on the net, steering people to me, showing people how to be a part of this current of coming to the Lord Jesus. We're not baiting people and trying to hooking them. It's more of an idea of these fishermen that were part of his original team. Their identity was in their catch each day. And for us, our identity as a, you know, we work is what have we done at my job? Or what's the value I have from people? And, and what Jesus is saying is come follow me and team with me and team with others And you'll experience value beyond whatever you've experienced at your work, in your relationships. Because I will make you a part of something so much bigger than yourself. This is what you see, this this original, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Men that grab this net. Women who grab this net and they, they had this experience of Jesus. They're walking together saying, hey, come. Come experience Jesus. Come experience Jesus. And people experience new life. And that's what, that's what we, we get to be a, a part of as well. I want to read just some scripture through uh, from Romans chapter 12. Paul, who I mentioned earlier, who was a part of that turning the world upside down. Uh, he started many churches and he did it with teams of, of people. And throughout the regions that he, he was in, they, they would partner and they would team and they would you know, reach people. And in the letters of the New Testament, he wrote to these churches and he wrote to these people saying, hey, this is how you you live the Christian life. And so he's even writing to teams of people in these churches. And he gives some instruction that that's really helpful. And you can find it here on the chapter 12, verse three. And it says, for the by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. And so as his, his challenge is, we're starting these, these churches and people are coming to know Christ. And people are beginning to figure out what it means to be a Christian. And they're doing it in the context of this new community. And they're trying to figure out how it looks like and how it's going to work. And they had so many questions. But he, Paul, as an instruction, wanted them to realize that you are more than just yourself. And he gives this, this challenge of do not think of yourself higher than you ought to. And this should be a challenge to all of us. 
And the challenge is we tend to think of ourselves more highly than we should. I grew up in a traditional church and sometimes, you know, you'd say something, people would say, amen, right? But when I say something like, we tend to think more highly than ourselves, everything in me is like, amen, like I've experienced that in my own life, I agree. Amen means I agree and I tend to think of myself more higher than I should. I coach my, my son's soccer team and yesterday we, we had a, a game and trying to get a group of five and six-year-olds to be a team in soccer is one of the biggest challenges of my whole life, okay? And here's what, here's some of the things that I find myself saying. Don't take the ball from your teammate. Don't block him. Pass it. And then sometimes like, turn around. You know, that, that's the one that freaks the wrong way you're going, you know. That's when you want them to block each other, you know, but that's where the point falls apart. However, that's the picture of us natively five and six year olds trying to play soccer. And what are they thinking? Well, I have the ball and I'm going to take the ball. And what are you going to do? I'm just going to take it. And that's how we are with life. I have my life. What do you do with your life? I'm just going to take it. And we block each other we don't include each other and we want to do it ourselves and so paul's saying jesus has called us as his followers to team together the biggest obstacle to teaming is we tend to think that we don't need each other we're self-sufficient we can do it all the word sober judgment is is this picture of, of realistic have you ever tried to lift something and then like just maybe kind of not clear thinking, you're like, I can totally lift that. And then you go to lift it and you're just like, oh, oh my goodness. And you just kind of walk for like three weeks. Does that ever happen to any of you guys? I've done that so many times in my life. Like, all right. And I pick it. It's like, oh, that was unrealistic. Or for me, some of you, like you ever you know, bench press and it's like you're feeling it and you can't even get the bar off. That ever happened to anyone else? Like, I've heard that happens, right? I've heard that happens. It's this idea that even in spiritual sense, we, we have a thing. I can do everything that God wants me to do. And we even quote verses, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But oftentimes we take this idea of being content in circumstances to mean I can do whatever I want to do. And I've got the strength to do. And we applaud that strength oftentimes. But what we don't realize is we, we can't actually lift the weight. So Paul's saying is be sober, be realistic. You can't do it all. I can't do it all. And we definitely can't do what God wants us to do by ourselves. But when we work together, we multiply our efforts. We multiply our efforts. And that's what we do in the church. It begins... You begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, and when you do that, you join God's team. When you become a Christian, you join God's team. But you don't just join it in a general sense. God wants you to join his team when you commit your life to Christ in a specific way. Right now, the, the Dodgers and the Astros are playing. Any, any Dodger fans out there? Oh, wow. That was like, any Astros fan? Like, 
Yeah, all right. We're a team except on that, right? So there's one. But the, the picture is here. You know, if, if you're a major league baseball player and I was to meet you and, and say, you, like, I play in the major leagues, I'd say, oh, wow, what would I ask? What team, right? You know, he doesn't just have a uniform that's major leagues. He plays on a team. And then after I find out what team, what am I asking next? Oh, what position do you play? And it's the same in the spiritual sense. God wants us to join his team. And we do. When we become a Christian, we join his family and his team. But he specifically wants us to be a part of a local community. And that's the church. And so the question is the same. Oh, you're a Christian. Where are you a Christian? Kind of where do you live your Christian life? Well, I do it in this place, in this church, in this group of people. Oh, and, and what role do you play? Well, I serve in, in this. And we're blessed here at Church in the Valley. We have people that are committed to being a part of the team of God's family and then being part of the team here at Church in the Valley. People that help out every week. They wake up early. They stay late on our facilities team, on our sight and sound team. There's people that are missing service right now to be a part of the team. So you could be in here and your kids are learning about Jesus in their space. That's a teaming. We have here, if you're from Church in the Valley Diamond Bar, raise, raise your hand. Right here. We have the student ministry from Church in the Valley Diamond Bar that are here to help us today with our harvest party. That's teaming. Thank you guys for being here. And by, by them choosing the team and realize it's not just about their own church, they're, they're here helping us. And see, this is what Paul is saying. Don't think too highly that it's just about you. Be a part of something bigger. That's what we want to explain in this series. And he goes on, Paul, in verse 4 and 5, says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. God has made you unique. But there's a part of us that in our uniqueness, again, we think that we're, we're special. And by special, it means that we really are self-sufficient. God has made you unique, but in your uniqueness, he's put you in a role so that you will bless others. God's wired you in a way so you can have an impact on other people. He's given you gifts. When you commit your life to Christ, you have specific gifts that's laid out in the scriptures that are used to build up the team that God's putting together. So we, we belong to each other. There's this interdependence that we have that should rise above our independence. And that's what Paul is describing. And then you see it in verse 6. He goes on, so in Christ, or sorry, it's verse 5. So in Christ, this is a different version. We who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. And then verse 6 says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. So we're... We're far beyond just individuals trying to follow God by ourselves. When you commit to follow Christ, you're an individual. You make a decision to follow Christ as an individual. But as you do that, you enter in the team of the family of God in a specific place. And Paul ends kind of that thought of what God's wired you to do, how he's used your experiences, how he's gifted you, your personality, your temperament. I love how he closes that. Use them. What God has given you, use them. Use them for what? 
to build the team. To build the team. And so that, that's, what, that, that's what God wants to do through us. And so you, you may be at some different places. And so I, I just want to speak to just maybe some of the different places that you might find yourself in today. If, if you're not yet a follower of Christ and you've not decided to become a Christian, you, you need to take some time to kind of see what, what's this team of Christians all about. I encourage you to do that. You may have a perception of what it means to be a Christian from what you've seen in other people, from your experience of interacting over time, maybe even what you grew up with, maybe even what you see in the media or the movies. But I encourage you, the community here is something that you can experience. But you can experience it by, by coming and, and seeing. See how people treat each other. See what we do. We're not perfect. We mess up all the time. However, God has put us together. And in that, we can have an impact as we continue to follow him. That, that's what we want to do here at Church in the Valley, Alhambra. So if you're not yet a Christian, take your time to see what it's about. Ask questions. Get answers. But be active in your investigation. Take steps. And as you take steps and as you have questions and as you're trying to figure this all out, God will show you what he's about, who he is, and then what you can be a part of. If you are a Christ follower and you've been coming around Church in the Valley a while, it may feel like your, your toe is in the water, you know? You ever, you know, jumped in a swimming pool and you're like, man, how, how cold is this? And you kind of just put the toe in like, oh, man, that's pretty cold. I'm going to wait. Or you put your toe in. You're like, oh, that's just right. Well, you, you have to move beyond a toe experience of Church in the Valley. Because you can't really participate in what God wants to do by this. If you did this, are you going to tell somebody you went swimming? What'd you do? I went swimming. Oh, really? How was it? Well, I, I, I towed it. Right? But oftentimes, in our approach to church, we're towing it. What do you, what do you, what do, you do there? I, I go. Oh, great. What does that mean? I go. If you're a Christ follower, there's so much more life than just going to church. And so that there's some next steps that you can take. And then if you have been around a long time and you're like, Alex, I have, you're talking about toes. I feel like the water is up here. I need goggles on Alex. I'm tired. I just wanted to thank you. <laughs> That's not even a joke. There are people here at this church who sacrifice themselves every single week. And I, I can't thank you enough for all that you do to build the team here. People that don't get paid, they don't get recognized. That behind the scenes, they're building God's team. So I just wanted to thank you for all the effort that you do be a part of something bigger than yourself. And I thank you for the role that you play, sometimes that you don't want to. And things that you do that you're just doing because no one else will, will do them. And so I thank you. But wherever we are, God meets us 
And for those of you that just are feeling just overwhelmed, God will refresh you as you turn to him. Just as a church, I'm so grateful for you. So I want to end with some next steps that you can take. Pull out your connection card that Jeremy had you fill out. And I'm going to invite the band to come back up and I'm going to close out the service. Finish filling out that connection card. Everyone right now, just finish filling that out. And then as soon as I'm done, we're going to sing a song back to God, song of thanks. And then you can drop that completed connection card in there. But there's some next steps. The first is just memorize Romans 12, 5. It's talking about us being a part of the body, being a part of the team. Maybe you just kind of need to just chew on that a while. Uh, Another step you can take, and you'll find these next steps on the, the back of your connection card. Have a conversation today with someone I do not know at CIV. Part of the way that we team together is we actually know each other. And so if you've never met somebody, you know, and this is your first time, I encourage you have a conversation with somebody today. And as we do that, as we get to know each other, we begin, you know, it's a lot easier to team with people that you know, right? That's how it works. So it's just, it might just be having a conversation. And then you could also take a step towards teaming at Church in the Valley. Again, we're part of something so much bigger, and you're going to be able to hear that over the next few weeks. But for us, I don't want you just to be thinking so much big and thinking like, I don't know how to get involved here. What about me right now? I don't know what this is even about. And so here, here's some next steps. You, you can attend Advance and Journey. If, if you'd like to see a little bit more of the relationships and get some practical help, you can come to an Advance and Journey. These are our men's and women's meetings. We, we have one next month, November 14th and November 16th. Decide to attend that. That's a good kind of first step in seeing a little bit more of the team. The second, this is where it gets real. Circle, serve on Sunday, and somebody will get in contact with you about how you can do that. And we're not going to sign you up for a year unless you want to. And then we'll say, thank you, sign right here on the dotted line. No, we, we want to find experiences that, that fit your schedule and, and where you're at. And so you can get a taste of like being a part of the team here, helping Church in the Valley go. And then the last one, now this, this is just, you may not even be able to do this. Decide to attend every week for the rest of the year. But what if I get sick? I'm, I'm not going to come like visit you and say, <laughs> put the mask on. You got 10 minutes. No, I mean, just make it your aim. Just attend. You can't be a part of the church and a part of the team on a regular basis if, if, if you're not here. Okay. So just sometimes you have to just commit to, to showing up. And as you show up, God, God works. Okay. So take one of those steps. I'm going to pray and then we're going to receive our offering as we sing back to God. Let's pray. God, thank you for your kingdom, which is far greater than anything that we've experienced and and seen in our own lives. And for the fact that you expand us and extend us beyond ourselves. God, it's so easy to highlight independence and to think that that is the measure of success. But the measure of success is actually surrendering to you. And the measure of success is working 
with a group of people to advance your kingdom. So God, just show us anything in our hearts that highlights just our lack of sober judgment, our unrealistic view of what we can do. And God, I pray for people that they just feel alone today, that feel isolated. God, will you extend and just fill them with your love and hope? And as a church, help us to see these people and to connect with them. We ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen.